0: One of the best things about discussing movies is that everyone views them slightly differently. We've all come out of a flare and passionately disagreed on what it's actually about, and there are very few wrong answers when it comes to film analysis, however, there are some, and it has led to some people completely misunderstanding what a film is actually about, and in some cases giving it an undeserved kicking because of it. Now I'm sure some of you are going to have seen the title and will see some of the entries to come and say that you didn't misunderstand, and that is genuinely good. The title of course is a little bit of hyperbole and shouldn't be taken literally but it still stands that a lot of people did get the wrong end of the stick when it came to the following movies. So I'm Josh from whatculture.com and these are 8 controversial movies everyone misunderstood. Number 8. Natural Born Killers. Where a movie's potential to incite violence is concerned, there's perhaps no film more controversial than Oliver Stone's 1994 cult crime classic, Natural Born Killers. The film, which had its story conceived by Quentin Tarantino, stars Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis as two lovers murdering their way across the US. It sparked a major moral panic in the US and the UK, with plenty of hand-wringing over speculated copycat murders in America and France. Rather ironically though, most media reports glibly label the film a relentless Murderathon, while completely ignoring the fact that it's a Blackly comic satire of the media itself, whose tireless obsession with the grisly details of murder runs in a feedback loop with our collective morbid curiosity. The film's central thematic is a sledgehammer subtle takedown of sensationalist media and the mythic figures they create out of murderous criminals, embodied best by Robert Downey Jr.'s egocentric tabloid journalist, Wayne Gale, who not so subtly is gunned down by the couple in the final scene. A movie as gratuitously violent as natural born killers was always going to wrangle people the wrong way, but much of the ire was born from a patent misreading of the film's tone and intent. And therefore you might suspect, and I'm not necessarily saying this is the case, but you might suspect that with many of these controversies, most of the complainers didn't actually watch the movie. Number 7, First Man. Damien Chazelle's First Man had all the potential to be a slam dunk Best Picture winner, while with Ryan Gosling playing Neil Armstrong and Chazelle Shewitt deliver a stylish emotional rendition of Man Stepping Foot on the Moon for the first time. But as soon as the film had its premiere at Venice Film Festival, word got out that Chazelle had chosen not to show Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin planting the American flag on the moon, as was interpreted by some outlets as a deliberate politicised slight. Chazelle insisted that it wasn't a political move at all, but simply reflected his desire to focus on other aspects of the mission. Yet this controversy was all most outlets were prepared to discuss, to the extent that it's widely associated with harming the film's box office performance. All the hyperbole, of course, glossed over the fact that the moon landing is considered by history to be a human achievement more than an American one, a claim Ryan Gosling himself cited, yet which only made the complainers even angrier. But more than that, First Man is as much about Armstrong as it is the landings themselves, hence the film's title, and given the abundant presence of American flags throughout the film, Hoping about the flag planting being emitted just kind of seems a little bit weird. Number six, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Many felt that Ryan Johnson's Star Wars The Last Jedi was too far a departure from the warm blanket of nostalgia that was Star Wars The Force Awakens. And to be fair, there were a lot of mad, horrible reasons that certain sections of the internet chose to use to hate The Last Jedi with that I just won't entertain here, but the good faith arguments as to why this film wasn't so good not only cited Johnson's decision to disregard many popular fan theories, but also toned down the fan service in all to Luke Skywalker's characterization. And while there are many valid reasons to dislike The Last*, Jedi, the controversy surrounding the movie was overblown to the point of exhaustion, where even those who liked the film quickly got tired of talking about it. I know, I was there, I was sick of it, and I loved the damn thing. The main miscommunicated in good faith argument though was that Ryan Johnson apparently just hated Star Wars. From Luke's changed characterization to him throwing away his lightsaber, one of the biggest accusations was that The Last Jedi was a bigger middle finger to the series. And hey, yeah, you might not like the film, that is fine, but Johnson clearly loves these movies, and his attempt to push the franchise into uncharted territory shows that more than anything else. Anyone could have come in and just copied and pasted the past, but he tried to acknowledge the past while building something new. Number 5, Starship Troopers. Paul Verhoeven's 1997 sci-fi action film was met with an ambivalent response from critics at the time, many of whom felt that the film was a discomforting piece of fascistic propaganda. This was in part due to the original 1959 novel, which used its book hunt narrative to glorify not simply the US military, but also the very idea of war itself. But watching more than a few minutes of Verhoeven's adaptation, it's glaringly obvious that it's all tongue-in-cheek satire. In fact, the director even claims that he never finished reading the original book, while the screen Writer admitted that he deliberately attempted to use satire to undermine the earnest support of the military as much as possible. In our irony-rich present, it is tough to conceive of anyone taking the film seriously, but 22 years ago, many bafflingly did take its jingoism and warmongering at face value. And hell, this wasn't even the first time this was a problem for Paul Verhoeven, whose 1995 erotic drama Showgirls was raked over the coals as a failed work of serious intent before enjoying a second life in more recent years when it was re-evaluated as a campy satire of the Las Vegas sex industry. Number four, Taxi Driver. But like most films on this list, the controversy surrounding Martin Scorsese's 1978 classic Taxi Driver only really intensified in the years following its release. Taxi Driver of course revolves around disillusioned war vet Travis Bickle, whose insanity drives him to attempt to assassinate a presidential candidate. Five years after the movie's release, John Hinckley Jr. tried to assassinate President Ronald Reagan though, with his motive being a desire to impress Jodie Foster, who he had become obsessed with after watching her in Scorsese's film. In the decades that followed, Taxi Driver struggled to shake the label that it was the film that motivated a man to try and kill the leader of the free world. Scorsese himself was so shaken that one of his films could have had this effect on someone that he even briefly considered quitting the film industry altogether. Of course, Taxi Driver itself isn't an attempt to embolden those who wish to tear down the government one figurehead at a time. Taxi Driver is instead, of course, a portrait of an alienated voice just lashing out at society. The film is brilliant enough to survive the controversy, but it continues to be linked to Hinckley Jr. and Reagan to this day, and surely always will be. Number three. Child's Play 3. The release of 1991 slasher movie sequel, Child's Play 3, caused a historic moral panic in the UK, after it was subject to a trial by mass media with accusations that it influenced the 1993 murder of British two-year-old Jamie Bulger at the hands of two young boys who watched the film. Though the link between Child's Play 3 and the killing was actually rubbished by the investigation itself, where it was held that the boys hadn't even watched it, the British media clung to the prospect of the movie training the boys to kill the child, which naturally transpired through to large, swaths of the British public. To concerned parents, it didn't matter that the film's link to the murder was denied by the authorities. It was going to brainwash their children or other people's children into being psychotic killers, no matter what. In retrospect, this controversy is especially bizarre, as the film itself is neither terribly graphic nor a particularly good horror film, and despite what history might tell you, it is a pretty disposable, forgettable sequel. Number 2. Fight Club Fight Club is a movie all about masculinity in Crisis, about dudes so jaded by the system that they have to beat the snot out of each other in basements and take to a spot of terrorism to feel any kind of purpose. To other people though, it's just a movie about really sick fights and lads having the crack. Obviously, not everyone took the wrong message away from the film's satirical plot, but it did still happen, and still does happen, with many young men taking the wrong message away from Fight Club and viewing Tyler Durden as an aspirational figure and conveniently ignoring the fact that he's, you know, a fabricated embodiment of the protagonist's mental illness whose monologue shouldn't be taken seriously. Hell, it's not just audiences either. Some critics at the time similarly missed the fact that Finch's film is a satire of traditional toxic masculinity and the forces within society, namely consumerism, which reinforce it. Fight Club is executed with enough style that less attentive viewers miss the entire critique though, even if it's absurd that most could get to the end of the movie and not see Project Mayhem for the insane edgelord sham that it is. Number one. A Serbian film. A Serbian film is without question one of the most shocking films ever made, yet almost immediately upon its premiere, the cult of the film's legendary depravity began to build. And though a Serbian film does certainly feature graphic depictions of horrific things like rape, murder and pedophilia, the point isn't to endorse or get a kick out of them, at least not according to the director. Explaining that the movie is actually a darker than dark satire about political correctness in the Serbian film industry, it was apparently an attempt to create a film that is the exact opposite of bland movies funded by the Serbian state. Aye, it's one of those the PC police have gone mad movies. Just because it has a deeper layer doesn't mean the satire is well done or that the film is good because it's about more than the surface level reading of course, but if you're going to criticize it, don't settle for it just being torture porn nonsense. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen off your first order at Bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.